love to host events throughout the year. And our fourth quarter is probably the most heavy in terms of the amount of events that we do, especially involving the community. Kyle, today on the podcast, I really want to dive into step-by-step what we do for our fourth quarter events that you that really cause an impact on your business. We were on a call earlier today that you said people always tell you at listing appointments how much they appreciate you being involved in the community. And I think a majority of those events are happening fourth quarter. Yeah, I literally have a listing that's about to close in the next week that's $1.45 million. And at the listing appointment, specifically mentioned, hey, the reason we reached out is we love all the stuff you do in the community. Especially, I always remember when you came and picked up our Christmas tree for us, which is so freaking cool to hear that something that we did, which we've done for years now, had that much of an impact. Like, they specifically remember that. Yeah. And so, in today's episode, we're going to talk about how the fourth quarter is the perfect time of year to launch into a new farm or to strengthen your uh, hold on an existing farm. I'm Kyle Whistle with EXP Realty in San Diego. And I'm Brian Kochi, Director of Marketing here at Whistle Realty Group. Welcome to the Whistle Way podcast. Our goal on here is to answer the questions that you have for us. So if you have a question like the one we're going to hit today that you want to have answered on a future episode of the show, you can always go to thewhistleway.com. You can ask us questions on there, subscribe to the podcast or YouTube channel, join our private Facebook group, our referral network, or our email newsletter where we share a lot of tips and tricks of what we're working on here at Whistle Realty Group. So Kyle, let's break it down. Fourth quarter is our busiest year for, or quarter for it's, events. It's the slowest time of year for sales, which is good. Which is why it's our busiest time for events. Yeah. Um, we usually do, you just mentioned the, the tree pickup. We usually do about three or four community event events uh, focusing on our farm and our past clients. Let's break those down and then go through why we do those. For sure. So what we do is in November, um, Thanksgiving month, and obviously that is a month where the uh, holiday, a lot of time from people culminates in sitting around a table and having a feast with friends and family. Well, not everybody is so fortunate. There are many, many people who um, do not have the same fortunes that you might have. And I think it's a huge opportunity for us. I mean, we like it's it's crazy, right? We're going to have our office meeting tomorrow. We're going to talk about agents on our team who have five hundred plus thousand dollars in GCI. And, you know, our goal is to make every agent here at Whistle make a hundred plus thousand dollars a year. Like we're pretty freaking fortunate, right, to have these kinds of opportunities. And there's other people out there who haven't made that much money in their entire life. Right. So we I feel like we have an obligation to give back. And not only that haven't had that opportunity in their entire life, but that live in your same city that live three blocks away that are dealing with food insecurities or or homelessness. Literally, the person you drive by at the grocery store, it's, it's not we're not talking about it's not always the person on the corner. There's. There's people that your kids go to school with yep. that aren't going to eat dinner tonight. Yeah. And you don't even know that, right? Like, I think sometimes we we just get immune to these things and and or numb to them. We don't even realize this is happening around us. But I promise you, there are kids at your kids' school who are not going to have dinner tonight. You might be. I might be talking to you right now, right? Like, you may be in that situation where you can't put food on the table tonight. Like. It's kind of crazy. And, and then there's some of you who are on the other end of the spectrum who are, are making hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars a year. And, and I just feel like 
those that have been fortunate and have been blessed is you should do something. You should give back. Whatever that means to you, like we'll share what we do. We don't do this purely for business. Like we love to give. I, I feel like this is a, I mean, this opportunity, I've been blessed with EXP. Like I've given so much over the years that this opportunity came up and all that giving that I've done for years and years has come back to me and, you know, exponentially. Um, and I don't think that would have happened had I not given as much as I've given over the years. And good things have happened to me in, in life and in the community as well, because I just believe that we should all do our part and give back, whatever that is. Even, you know, every time you go to like the cash register at the grocery store and like, hey, do you want to donate a dollar to breast cancer, you know, Susan G. Komen, something like that. Like I do it every time, right? Like that little, that one dollar to me is not a huge deal, but that can make a big impact. And, and so I just want, you know, if you're listening to this, think about those kinds of things, um, what you can do to give back. All right. So November food time people are eating yeah. what can you do to give back yeah so we um all of our agents partner with either local food banks or we have a relationship with feeding america and feeding san diego um they do a great job because they have insane corporate sponsorships where they can make um dollars go very very far they can literally take one dollar of donation and turn it into 10 meals which is huge i believe um last time i, I looked at the number it's like 40 million people struggle with food insecurity like it's pretty crazy so to be able to whether it's a monetary donation or just to donate non-perishable right to donate cans and stuff like that um, so we've just chosen to go hard and focus on that one group just because they do a lot of amazing things um, and so we're very focused on doing food drives with feeding america which is great because they're literally cover all of America. Um, but you could also, if there's a clause that's that's close to home for you, like if you're, um, and we've done a lot of stuff with the CNT Food Bank, which is a community we sell a lot of homes and help a lot of people. Um, find the local food bank. Find, there's, there's some organization near you. Um, there's, you know, there's battered women, you know, groups where there are women that are struggling. There's people who are coming out of jail that are trying to get back on their feet. There's, there's so many ways that you can help. Um, so find that organization that, that needs help. There's not many, I've run a nonprofit before. Every nonprofit will love your donation. Big, small, they don't care. Um, all donations are very much appreciated in the nonprofit world. So find that, that um, entity in your community that, that you feel connected to that you can help. Um, and so what we do with that from, we basically do the same thing for all three of these. So let's just talk about the causes yeah. and then we'll talk about the strategy. Yeah, I like that. Um, so we do the food drive and the goal is to make the donation right before Thanksgiving so that all the food that's um, collected, and we, we get thousands and thousands of pounds of food that um, so we have 60 agents that everybody's doing it around the community. Um, and we donate all of that food so that we can make sure that as many people as possible get to have a Thanksgiving feast um, on Thanksgiving day. So we want to do that in... The month of november and then in the month of december um we're here in california where it doesn't necessarily in san diego it doesn't get very cold here like i think it might hit like the 40s and for us in san, san diego, diego that's very cold <laughs> uh like we got to put a hoodie on um, but <laughs> a lot of you guys are in um climates that are much much colder and um you know a lot of people don't have clothing to uh i mean people die because it's too freaking cold so, you know, find um, an organization and do a clothing drive to help people get the warm clothes that they need to be able to survive the winter and, and to, um, you know, be able to yeah, just literally survive and live in 
um, just make their life a little bit more enjoyable through the holidays because you need a lot more clothes in the winter than you do the rest of the year. So um, find an organization that you can partner with for a clothing drive. And we do that in December with the goal of trying to have the donations come in shortly before um, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, all that stuff all tends to happen right around the same time. So want to try to get all of that stuff in um, around mid-December so they have time to get that out accordingly. Um, and then this one is unique to certain neighborhoods. So the neighborhood that I uh, lived in most recently, I moved in there and then we bought a Christmas tree and then uh, Christmas was over and it was time to get rid of the Christmas tree. And I was like, man, I don't want to have to put it in the back of the truck like at a SUV. I don't want to have to put it in the back of it like it's all dried up now. There's going to be needles all over the place. Or I don't want to put it on the roof of the car and it's going to scratch the car up. And I was like, you know what? We have a moving truck. I'm like, I'm just going to bring the moving truck home and I'll throw it in there. And then I drove the moving truck home and I was like, oh, there's a lot of room in this moving truck. I was like, I'll just throw them. <laughs> you can imagine that. It can fit more than one tree in this moving truck. <laughs> so I just like threw a post up to the neighbors because in this neighborhood, in unless you cut your tree in half and somehow managed to fit this tree inside of a trash can, they won't take it. Like in other neighborhoods, you just leave your tree at the curb and it disappears. But in some parts of San Diego, they don't do that. Especially so, in the the ones that make the most sense are these newer homes that have, you know, 40 foot ceilings in their oh, entryway. Fuck those trees. <laughs> so they're super huge trees. And if you have a 20 foot tree or 15 foot tree, you're not fitting it in a trash can. It's taken you months to to cut that up and, and get rid of it yeah like, like jeffrey dahmer's pieces <laughs> all over the place um, <laughs> so yeah I, I was like hey i put a post up in the facebook and next door groups and it's like hey i got this moving truck if any of you guys are like me and don't want to have to deal with taking your tree to the dump like we'll do it for you and people freaking loved it i had a bunch of people jump on it now we do that every year and get like 50 people that give us their christmas trees um, so that's been cool. So those are the three we do food drive and think, um, in November clothing drive in December, and then we pick up Christmas trees in January. I've got an idea for January for those that don't need the tree pickup. Okay. Um, and this came up because you talked about moving in the past. Um, is there any sort of, can you get like a rent a dumpster or like a, do like a cardboard pickup? I know whenever after Christmas, I've got two kids, we're throwing away boxes for three, four weeks. I'm just like, is there something like that you can do? Yeah, you could do that. I've seen people do shred it events where mm -hmm. you get like a shredder to get rid of like personal information. I've seen people do electronic disposable. Some people actually like understand how this works. Apparently you can't just like throw your computer monitor in the trash can. You're not supposed to do that. Uh, <laughs> my mom just just wanted to get rid of an old computer that had six hard drives in it. I'm like, hold on, mom. Let me take these all out. Yeah, so you're not supposed to do that. Uh, so you could do an electronics drive. Like there's a lot of things that you can do. Um, but even the dump one of just like letting people get rid of their shit that they don't want and just have a, a dumpster brought in like that stuff. People really appreciate that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you could do all of those things. So let's get into the strategy, right? So those are the three things we do. Um, the way that we do these is these are, this is where it becomes a great opportunity for you to break into your farm because one of the best ways to break into a farm is to door knock and to meet people and establish relationships with them. If your door knocking strategy is, is walking in the door or walking up to the door and having like a flyer, like, Hey, just sold this house, just listed this house. Like, okay, that's, that's cool. Congratulations, buddy. Like, let me pat you on the back. <laughs> Goodbye now. <laughs> um, yeah. 
like that's what a lot of people do for door knocking and i don't know that's the best strategy especially for the first door knock what's a great strategy for the first door knock is hey my name is kyle i'm with the local real estate team here and we're actually um you know doing a food drive this month to give back to families in need with partnered with the santee food bank and then we give them a uh, we get paper bags which those of you guys outside of california they make us pay for those um in many other states you guys can still have plastic we can't even not only can we not have plastic bags but we gotta get paper bags gotta pay for them all this crazy stuff so uh we get paper bags and then we just put a little flyer on the paper bag and we go and door knock and give them to everybody that lives in the neighborhood now you're establishing like a good relationship people are more willing to talk to you than if you just want to tell them about your new listing or the listing you just sold so now you can actually have like a much better conversation with people they're like oh you're a good person you're a good human which is kind of important, right? If somebody's going to work with you, they have to know, like, and trust you. Well, now they're getting to know you and they're getting to like you because you do good in the community. And a lot of times people that give back to the community are seen as trustworthy. So you're like literally knocking out all three things at the same time. Um, so we give them the bags and then on it, it's just got, and if you want a copy of this, um, exactly what we do, just shoot me a DM on Instagram at Kyle Whistle and I'm happy to share. I'll literally give you the Canva template that we use. Um, so on it, it just says, you know, Hey, we're raising, uh, food donations for this charity. We're going to pick them up this day at this time, send an email to blah, blah, blah at whistlerealty.com, right? Food drive. They're actually going to send that email. Three. I know they will. So that's why I'm not giving a functioning one. Um, so right. Make it like food drive one, two, three at gmail.com, whatever. Um, with your address. And that way we make sure to stop by your house to pick up your donation. We find that works better. If you tell them to go to a website to register, people get a little leery of that because it's pretty obvious. Everybody knows if I fill a form out on a website, you're collecting my information um, and people are resistant to that. If you say, just shoot me an email, it tends to work a lot better. Well, guess what? They're going to shoot you an email, which is going to have at least three vital pieces of information. One, their name, two, their email address, and three, their house address. Those are three very pivotal pieces of information, but they're not thinking that at that time that they're giving you all of those pieces of information, but they did. And so um, now you collect that, you set up an autoresponder that goes back, you know, thanks so much, make sure to leave your donation out this day and this time. Um, so we set up the autoresponder. Ideally, you have that autoresponder be a video-based autoresponder, so it feels um, very personal for them. Um, so you collected all of their info. Then the day of, uh, you send a reminder the night before to make sure they leave their food out. And then you go around and you pick it all up. It's a great idea to shoot some photos while you're doing it, to shoot some videos while you're doing it. Maybe make a short form video, throw it up on Instagram and Facebook, TikTok and shorts. Um, you're creating content while you're doing it. If you can, you should be the one there that's picking all this stuff up because a lot of neighbors will see you picking it up and they'll be appreciative of it. Um, I haven't done this every year, but I've done this some years where I even pre-wrote thank you cards. And so mm. we would literally pick the bag up and then drop a thank you card off. So I would love to get back to doing that again because I thought that was a really nice touch. Um, so we dropped the, the card off saying thank you for the donation. And then when we were done, we would take all the food, weigh all of the food, and then uh, take a picture at the food bank with the food and people from the food bank. And then we'd send that to everybody who made a donation and say, hey, Brian, thank you so much for your donation you and everybody else in the neighborhood came together to donate a thousand pounds of food, which is going to feed, I think it's like eight families per pound. So it's going to help feed like 8,000 families are going to be able to have a meal because of you in the community. 
and it's just a, a really good thing. So um, real quick, you said send that to everyone that donated, but you send that to your whole list of everyone that's in the farm, right? Yeah, you send it to everybody. I mean, realistically, you had a whole list of everybody, whether people donated or not, but it's nice to send something specifically to the people who donated. Oh, okay. Because um, let them know, like, hey, you and the community came together to donate this, um, which is just a nice touch. And now you have this relationship, and then guess what they're going to do? They're going to respond back. Well, now you had these these email exchanges where, one, they emailed you initially, and then, two, you emailed them and they emailed you back. Now, within the um, email service provider, ESP as it's called, now they see that there's been two-way communication. So now your emails help avoid getting um, caught in the filters of spam, junk, whatever. Um, so that's going to help you whenever you want to send a follow-up email to those people. So once we have them in, now they're in our funnel. Um, now retargeting starts happening. Um, we have their address so we set them up on homebot so they start getting alerts once a month of what homes are selling for anytime we have other events in the community we're inviting them out to those events um what else are we doing we're doing anytime we have like open houses in the neighborhood we're inviting them to that so now they're just starting to get all of our content they're getting our educational emails um, and now we're just establishing that relationship with them so if you do that now you're doing it three times you're doing clothing um clothing food christmas trees you do that three times like you literally establishing yourself as like, man, this is a good person. Yeah. And you get three reasons to, you know, shake hands and knock doors. Yeah. What do you think about the idea? I was thinking about this as you're talking about it, rather than going, maybe people that are, if you're listening to this and you don't own a food or a, a moving truck, what about connecting with a neighbor or someone and say, Hey, drop it off at this house or uh, drop it off at the community center or well, the only thing we use the moving truck for that we really oh, need it for trees. is the trees. So one of the girls that used to work with us, um, Jody Lynn Kim, and still saw the value in it, she just partnered with a hauling company, and they have their own trucks. And so she just goes around with the hauling company, and then she did a partnership where like she puts their brand on all of these pieces that get delivered to the neighborhood, um, and that helps them and reduces the cost for her. Sweet. So, Easy. yeah, the, that's just don't tell yourself you can't do it because you don't have a moving truck. Just do what Jody did and find a uh, solution, which is great. Nice. So let's transition right into I think we got covered all that. Yeah. Let's go right into our whistle widget of the week. Yeah. The only other thing to add to it that I didn't mention as I was explaining it, if you have a Facebook group or a next door group for your community, you should promote it in there as well. Um, if you have email addresses, you should have emails going out in addition to dropping at the door because these are just excuses to um, reach out to people. And you can obviously call people too. Do you like voicemail drops? Yes, for this okay. purpose. Cool. Cool. So let's go into our Whistle Widget of the Week. What is the Whistle Widget of the Week, Kyle? The Whistle Widget of the Week is something that we utilize in our business. It saves us time, makes us more money, or just helps us have more fun. So this is a widget that I've been using for a long time. I know I've talked about it as a whole, but I'm going to talk about a specific feature of it. Um, and this is actually having Dropbox on my phone. The thing that I love about this is I'm able to, not only can I access Dropbox, so if I need to show some photos of a listing to someone as I'm out and about, I can do that. But what I love most about this is being able to upload photos and videos from my phone in almost real time to my computer. So I have an iPhone, I have a PC computer, I'm able to upload, take a photo, have it upload to my computer and then use it there. I know if I have a Mac, blah, 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 blah. But what's also great about this, even if you have a Mac, is to be able to then share that information with um, an editor. Say you're having someone edit your video, you did a five minute video, you want them to cut it up. Um, you take that and um, 
within five or so minutes, depending on your internet connection, it'll be up on Dropbox. Now you have a backup forever. It's easy to share with people. Um, and it's it's really easy to do. So I like the ability to upload uh, photos from photos and video from my phone onto Dropbox. Love it. The one that I'm going to give you is something that's really important. If you're doing anything with Instagram Reels, they're great for um, expanding your reach on the platform. So you're reaching people who do not currently follow you. The key is if somebody watches one of your Reels, what the first thing they're going to do is after they watch it is they're going to click on your profile to see who you are, to see if you're somebody who's worth following in the future. And Obviously, you can set your profile and a link and all that stuff, which um, is pretty self-explanatory. But one of the things that um, I wasn't even using up until a couple weeks ago was the ability to control the first three posts that people are going to see when they land on your profile. So those are your pinned posts on Instagram. So you have a little level of control over what people are going to see when they land on your profile when they're making a decision whether or not they want to follow you. So make sure to go back through all of your posts and you can even go into Instagram and go into like your insights and figure out what post over the last year or last few months had the most um, engagement. Those are probably good posts to choose for your pin post. So you can actually look at the insights, figure out what did people engage with the most and then choose those three to be the three pictures that you want people to see when they land on your profile. So. Um, make sure that you have your three pin post on your Instagram so that people get a good idea of who you are and what you're all about to make yourself more attractive to follow. I like it. Feel good about it? Yeah. Awesome. Well, hopefully you guys got some value out of the show today. Again, I'm Kyle Whistle with eXp Realty. I'm Brian Kochi. Thanks for watching. See you guys next week.